Chapter Twenty of As in a Mirror by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Thorns. The most bewildering of Hildress experiences during this trying time was connected with Nanny Marvin, the playmate of her childhood and the closest friend of her young womanhood. She went over one afternoon to the Marvin farm armed with Nell's returned photograph, and the resolution strong upon her to tell both Mr. and Mrs. Marvin exactly what had occurred, and make what excuse she could for her poor young sister. Nevertheless, she admitted to her own heart a strong sense of relief over the knowledge that Mr. and Mrs. Marvin were away from home for the day, and therefore the first talk could be had with Nanny alone. It ought not to be hard to talk to Nanny the main features of the story she of course knew already everybody in the neighborhood did the trouble was they knew much more about it all than facts would justify hildreth therefore began at the beginning and told every detail as briefly as she could shielding elfrida as much as downright honesty would admit she was not a little pained over nanny's persistent silence during this recital she had assured herself that she must expect to find the marvins in a thoroughly indignant frame of mind she realized that they might find it hard to forgive elfrida for placing their young daughter in such a questionable position of course nanny must share this feeling yet there had lurked in her heart the hope that nanny being herself so young and so merry would understand how childishly and ignorantly it had all been done and how far elfrida was even now from understanding what a gross wrong she had done her friend she had looked to have nanny interrupt her with some such suggestion and with possibly a word of sympathy she did nothing of the kind no sphinx could have sat more silently and immovably through the entire story when at last she spoke her words were entirely different from those which her friend had expected or hoped for after all hildreth what is the use in telling me this it doesn't do nell nor anybody else any good so far as i can see you have the photograph back and it belongs to corliss's collection why didn't you put it up with the others and let it go the beloved public haven't got hold of the photograph part of the story so far probably they will not why need anybody have been the wiser for that Hildreth gave her a surprised, pained look, and was unable to keep reproach from her voice. "'Why, Nanny, how could I do such a thing as that?' "'Why couldn't you? That is what I am asking. You wouldn't harm anybody by silence, and there is a sense in which it would have shielded Elfie. Nell cannot very well help being angry when she hears of it. And as for father and mother, I don't know what they will say.' father is so terribly particular about such things he is like you if i had been you i should have just kept it still but i know you well enough to be sure that your dreadful conscience will give you no rest until you have told father and mother every turn of the story you ought to have lived in the days of the martyrs hildreth did you really have no temptation to a different course temptation said hildreth hesitatingly with a heightened sense of color on her face i don't think i thought of it as a temptation but perhaps it was 
the thought came to me that if the story of the photograph was not known at all it might cause less pain to others to have nothing said about it but you are quite right nanny i could not get the consent of my conscience to such a course it savoured too strongly of deception besides such things always get out i have been expecting every hour to hear fearfully exaggerated accounts of it all and to have had to come to you then with the truth would have been much more humiliating than to do it now it is that thought which made the right course plain to me because i realized that i should have been ashamed to have made it known that i had had the truth from the beginning no i have thought it all over nanny trying to learn just what would be the right thing to do and the more i have thought and prayed the more firm has become the conviction that in this case as in most others entire frankness was the safer and wiser course i have told you now all there is to tell no stories however garbled need add in the least to your anxiety or annoyance suppose i had kept back portions of the truth and had been obliged to confess them by piecemeal afterwards don't you see how instantly you would be troubled with the thought perhaps there is more of it still and she does not choose to tell as it is i believe you will trust me oh trust you said nanny impatiently no one ever had any doubts about being able to do that you are fearfully frank hildreth i do think if it is possible to carry sincerity into fanaticism and almost into sin you do it i tell you if i had been you i should have kept entirely still about nell's photograph poor elf has had enough to bear because of her silly little venture into a hateful world i don't believe nell will make life any easier for her on account of it nell is older than i am hildreth already she is inclined to be prudish or over-particular like some other people that i could mention this last with an attempt at merriment not that i am sorry of course that she is growing up to be such a discreet young woman but still i confess to a feeling of sympathy with the giddy ones who play with edged tools while they are children and cry about it afterwards if elf had come to me with her escapades i would have shielded and petted her into common sense again and neither you nor anybody else would have been the wiser hildreth arose to go no good could result from prolonging such an interview i have helped elfie as well as i knew how she said sadly and have shielded her in every way that seemed right but i cannot go contrary to my ideas of right to shield anybody one must have a conscience void of offence in the sight of god if one is to have any comfort in life poor elfie is having a bitter lesson but my hope for her is that when her eyes are fully opened to the realization of her wrongdoing she will not shield herself at the expense of truth i don't think i am fanatical nanny i would not go up and down the streets blazoning my story i hope this one may be kept from the public as much as possible certainly i shall speak of it to none but your own family they are the only ones who have a right to know the facts what i said was that things always get out in mysterious ways perhaps the way may not be so mysterious this time laura holcomb is earnestly at work trying to put all the wrong upon elfie and leave herself blameless she of course knows about the photographs 
i presume she will tell it i do not know why she has not done so already that is elfie's misfortune i would gladly shield her from it if i could but i saw no honourable way except to tell you the whole she herself did not she quite agreed with me that nell must know and that your father and mother must be told as a matter of course i do not think she could ever have been happy again if it had been managed in any other way she has caught the disease from you said nanny still trying to speak gaily i am glad i am not your sister you may be sure i shall not speak of the photograph and if i had my way even now mother and father should not be troubled with it but i can see that there is no use in arguing with you my father does not think that any other than the exact truth would be honourable treatment of your father said hildreth coldly then she went away without trusting herself to say more than a muffled good-bye as she walked away homeward she went over the interview in sorrowful detail she had not realized before how much she had counted on a word of real sympathy from her one intimate friend she could not understand the strange change in the girl certain it was that her standard of right and wrong had not used to be so low as unlike as possible in general appearance and phrases of speech she had supposed that on all vital points they thought much alike it was only comparatively lately that nanny had seemed to be drifting away from all her old standpoints it could not be rex hartwell's influence for he had not changed unless indeed he stood on higher ground than he had once occupied she recalled the faithful work he was doing at the schoolhouse among her boys giving up one of his cherished evenings for the purpose and remembered the stand that certain of the boys had taken lately impelled thereto by the influence of rex and exonerated him from all blame but it was very bitter to lose in this way the friend of her girlhood could she have seen nanny within ten minutes after her departure her bewilderment and anxiety on her account would have deepened that young woman as soon as the door closed after her friend locked it and even slipped the bolt as though that would make her more entirely alone then flung herself on the bed and buried her face in the pillows with bitter weeping not quiet tears but a passionate outburst such as an excited child might indulge she knew that she was quite alone in the house and perhaps for that reason gave fuller vent to her emotions oh what shall i do what shall i do again and again did this wailing cry fill the silent room there followed an interval of comparative quiet then excited exclamations i never can i never will she need not talk at me in this way what are elf elliot's babyish pranks and nell's old photograph compared with this she as good as told me to my face that i could never be happy again oh me i know it i know it i can never respect myself again never respect i hate myself and rex would hate me if he knew and there would be plenty to point the finger of shame at me i can never do it and i don't believe that it is the only right way hildreth is hard hard she is insane over that word truth i hate the word i wish i had never heard it 
as if there were no other virtue in the world except hard cold truth and the more mischief it could work the more virtuous an act she considers it to speak i will not believe any such thing what mischief the truth would work in this case and silence could work no real harm to anybody to think that in a few weeks is to come my wedding day and i have such burdens as these to bear it is too cruel if anybody but me had discovered the truth i could have borne it or if it had been as though we thought it was in the first place i should not have cared i had grown used to it and i didn't feel so very badly about it but to think of it now after rex has planned so and arranged everything drives me wild i am not going to think any more about it hildreth elliot may preach all the rest of her days and look at me out of those eyes of hers as if they were made of plate glass and she would show me my real self through them i wish i need never see her again i am doing right i know i am and i am not to be turned from it by any sentimental girl who doesn't know anything about life and has never been tried for herself it is easy enough to confess the faults of others why didn't she make little poor elf come and tell us she has forgotten that there is anything but what she calls truth in the world what about the fifth commandment i must think of my poor father who has struggled all his life under a burden of debt and my mother who is growing old far too fast under her weight of care is it to be supposed that i can force back the burdens that rex is ready to lift from them both oh what shall i do i am so wretched so wretched and i thought i should be so happy i believe i should like to die and get away from it all but i don't suppose i am ready to die i know i am not i cannot even pray any more as surely as i kneel down this hateful thing must come and stare at me and insist upon being thought about it is a wonder that i haven't gone insane perhaps i shall i know exactly how people feel who are tormented day and night with a single thought that will not go away from them for a moment i am growing cross and hateful under the strain i never treated hildreth as i have lately i treat everybody badly i have seen mother look sorrowfully at me at times as though she could not understand and i am even cross at rex occasionally he is so persistently good what is to become of me if this state of things continues am i never to have any happiness any peace again the outburst was followed by another passion of tears she did not overrate the change in herself interested friends had been watching her with more or less anxiety for some time and making comments on her steadily failing health in accordance with their various natures some of them thought that rex hartwell really ought to hasten the marriage and give nanny the rest that she evidently needed she was probably trying to save her mother in all possible ways and so overdoing others had it that she was undoubtedly killing herself trying to manage a wardrobe that would be in keeping with her future position so foolish in her why didn't she wait and let rex supply the wardrobe afterwards there was still another class who felt sure that rex hartwell ought to have sense enough to manage the money question beforehand in some way it was ridiculous for a man who had thousands of ready money in the bank to let his wife kill herself in getting ready to marry him 
the marvins and a very few friends who were intimate enough to know that nanny's bridal preparations were very simple indeed and that rex had exhausted his ingenuity in efforts to assist her with money were at an entire loss to understand why a girl for whom life was about to bloom in all its beauty apparently without a thorn to disturb should have dark rings gathering under her eyes and admit the fact of almost sleepless nights and grow daily nervous and irritable her mother who when the trials of poverty were heaviest had been wont to say that she took fresh heart whenever she came in contact with nanny's sunny face carried about with her a daily anxiety such as poverty had never forced upon her but could only wonder and wait and pray hildreth's call that day marked a crisis in her friend's life the girl lay prone on her bed for an hour or more breaking the silence only by detached exclamations specimens of which have been given then for another hour she lay wide awake but so entirely quiet that intense work of some sort must have been done after that she arose bathed from face and eyes as much of the traces of tears as she could rearranged her disordered dress and hair then sat down to her writing-table and prepared the following brief imperative message dear rex i know it is not your evening to come but you must come nevertheless do not let anything hinder you i must see you to-night without fail and as early as it is possible for you to come i have something very important to tell you something that cannot wait for another day nanny this letter she gave to john stuart as he drove by on his way to town instructing him to place on it a special delivery stamp and be sure to have it go in that afternoon's mail thus summoned rex hartwell excused himself from an evening class at the medical college with what skill he could and took the six o'clock train out arriving at the marvin farm just before eight nanny was still alone her father and mother were in town for a weary day of shopping and errand doing the younger portion of the family had gone merrily forth in the farm wagon to meet them at the station not so sadly disappointed as they might have been under other circumstances to have nanny refuse to accompany them they had not known until the last moment that rex was expected that evening they discussed the situation as they rode along i wonder what rex is coming for to-night i thought he had a class he would better take care of himself nan is doing high tragedy to-night of some sort she looks as though she might shoot him on occasion this from kate the family hoyden who always excused any unladylike conduct on her part with the statement that she ought to have been a boy and was trying to atone to her father and mother for the disappointment i wonder what can be the matter with nanny added lillian her next in age and most intimate sister she hasn't been her real self for weeks it seems to me if getting ready to be married has such an effect on everybody's nerves as it does on hers i hope i shall never have to go through the ordeal then alice more staid and thoughtful than either of her older sisters mother is afraid that nanny isn't well i can see that she is very anxious about her and nan certainly hasn't acted like herself this long time 
but i suppose when she is fairly married and settled down she will feel differently isn't it fun said kate to think of nan as a rich woman able to go where she likes and buy what she likes but she doesn't seem to see much fun in it i got off a lot of stuff to her this morning about how i looked forward to talking before the girls about my sister mrs hartwell who is abroad this winter or who is spending the summer at bar harbor or niagara or some other grand place but she doesn't laugh a bit i believe it even vexed her her face grew just as red and that queer look that she has sometimes lately came in her eyes and all she said was don't be a simpleton if you can help it there is more to being married than going abroad and having a good time she acts queer said nell the youngest marvin thoughtfully i read a story about a girl who acted very much as she does but she was going to be married to a man whom she didn't like she hated him in fact that can't be the way with nanny can it she just idolizes rex i believe if anything should happen that she couldn't be married to him it would kill her End of chapter twenty